I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to him in everything I do believe he'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. Hello, everybody, and welcome, praise God, to the Covenant Living Broadcast. I'm David Weeder, and this beautiful being to my left <laughs> is Lynn Weeder, my wonderful mate for 33. Three coming up close to 34 years, praise God. Hey, love's a wonderful thing, praise God. Welcome to the broadcast. You know the drill. Get your Bible and notebook because we always look into the scriptures. I can stand here or sit here and talk all day long, but it doesn't do any good if it's not scripture. And so we always... Always, always, always look into the scripture and you're going to want to write down, take notes. And of course, all of these are available for, on our website, on our YouTube channel, where you can go back and you can re-watch, re-listen, and take notes and study these things. Because, you know, the word says to study to show yourself approved. Well, that means to study so that you can apply these things to live in victory in every area of life the way the Lord intended for you to do. And so let's have a word of prayer and then we will get into the word. Father... We thank you for this another opportunity to teach and preach your word. We're grateful, we're honored as always to be able to reach throughout the earth from the top to the bottom and all the way around the middle with the uncompromised word of God, which is also the uncompromised word of victory, the uncompromised word of love, the uncompromised word of the word. <laughs> we enjoy it. We thank you for the honor of teaching it, and we'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to reach through these airwaves, reach through these broadcasts, these podcasts, reach through these messages to teach the body of Christ to unwrap, unveil the mysteries of the principles of the kingdom of God and how it operates and how it works and how it overcomes the world. And we're, we thank you for that and we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today. Praise God. I, wanna, I want to begin this broadcast by reminding you of some of the things that we've been looking at over the last few weeks because we're going to tie some things together today. So if you will, turn over to 1 John chapter 4. <clears throat> we established the fact in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, and then again down here in verse 17. It's so important he, uh, he said it twice, or verse uh, 16. He said it twice within just a few verses. But up here in, in verse 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. He doesn't have love. He doesn't use love. He is love. He can't not love you. I know that's a, a double negative. It could be some English teachers <laughs> out there getting their red pens out. But <laughs> he cannot not love you. It's what and who he is. Everything he does is love. Now, there's a lot of people that... Uh, read some things in the Word and don't see it that way, but that's okay. That's all right. He's still love. 
Now, another thing that we established from the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, and the very first verse, John, St. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now that's the past tense of the same word is, which denotes a state of being. It's who he is. He is the Word. He is love. And I know I should have told you to hold your place there, but I didn't. So turn back over to 1 John, but we're going to look at uh, chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, we'll pick up here in, two, in verse 2. By this we know, this is something we know, we're not guessing at it. We know that we love the children of God when we love God. Okay, so, all right, so we need to love God and keep His commandments for this is, there's that word is, and it's the same word. This is the love of God that we keep His commandments. Okay, so now we have three equal components, not components, three equal levels. God is love, God is the word, and the love of God is keeping the word, keeping his commandments, which is love, which is God. Okay, or we, we, we get that that foundation, I want you to keep those things in mind because now I'm going to draw your attention back to what we studied last week. And that is in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We're just doing a brief overview and then we'll get on further into this study. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And you have to have an understanding to get the full benefit of, of this scripture. You have to understand what we just established. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. Now, we talked about that word mighty means literally the power to accomplish anything possible or impossible. If it's impossible, well, it just became possible. <laughs> That's the power that we're talking about but mighty through God. Okay, so now, now we need to apply the laws that we, and principles that we just talked about. God is love. God is the word. Keeping the word is love of God. All right, so let's, let's substitute that because we can do it scripturally. Mighty through the word for the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through love for the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through keeping the word for the pulling down of strongholds. And we went on to, to read what the pulling down of the strongholds are, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God the knowledge of love, the knowledge of the word, the knowledge of keeping the word. 
anything that exalts itself against that, you should automatically red flag it. Okay? If, if Satan comes up to you and tries to, tries to say, hey, you know, it's not God's will that everybody be healed. Red flag. That goes against my knowledge of what the word says that salvation, which is the same word, it covers healing, prosperity, peace of mind, deliverance, protection. The grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men. All. So that thought goes against my knowledge of the word. Mm -hmm the knowledge of God, the knowledge of love. So I immediately know that needs cast down and it needs to be brought into captivity to obedience of the word and it needs to be done so with vengeance, with passion. No, I'm no, don't put up with it one minute. Okay, now you see how that process works? You see how it fits together? Now, let's go over because Everybody wants to operate in victory. They want to operate in the power of the word. They want to see, they want to be healed. They want to do well. They want to see their children do well. Let's go over and we're going to see something that people have a tendency to kind of gloss over a little bit. Go over to, let me make sure I'm not jumping ahead of myself huh. here. I got to get back to my notes here. All right. Yeah, we covered that. Yep, we looked at that. <laughs> so let's go over to James chapter 1. Are you enjoying yourself? Are you having a good time? Are you learning something? Well, good. Let us know. <laughs> Call us, right? Send us an email. All right, James chapter 1. And let's look at verse 22. Well, no, we'll start in verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word. Whew. Okay, so that's an interesting. He didn't just say receive the word. He said receive the engrafted word. It needs to be word that becomes part of you, that you have taken in. Well, and we talked about this a little bit the other day, just you and me, where for you to take that in, it has to be revealed to you. It has to have the light shown on it for you to take. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you have to be looking for it too. You have to be looking for it. You have to be open. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. But you also be, have to be listening to teachers that he has placed in the body to teach and expound on these things because he uses uh, teachers, anointed teachers called to teach to reveal things. But it's the Holy Spirit that reveals it. And you need to be spending time. The scripture says in Proverbs 4, keep the word before your eyes. That gives the opportunity, that gives the Holy Spirit something to work with because God is the Word. Well, and that light can shine on things a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And you can listen to something the first time and see this, and maybe it's just a little part of it. Mm -hmm. And then you listen to it again, and maybe that light gets bigger, 
But there's times when you go back, you hear things that you didn't hear before. Mm -hmm. You see things you didn't see before. Particularly if there's been a period of time pass mm -hmm. where you've had time to mature, time to grow up in the Lord. And, you know, I, I've listened to, to <laughs> um, what was originally on a tape, a cassette tape. I've gone back and listened to the message on my phone now. <laughs> Some of those weren't real to real the first time yeah. they recorded. And uh, it, I hear something totally different. And I get a higher level of revelation because I'm at a place where I have grown to where I can hear that level of revelation. And sometimes you're in a place where you hear this and I'm in a place where we hear that. And then we help expound it to each other. Mm -hmm. So you have to receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Now, that's, that word souls there, if you look it up, really does mean your mind, your will, and emotions. So that we're back here to what we're dealing with. Remember, we're looking at the... We're looking at the mountain with the focus on dealing with these thoughts and imaginations that Satan tries to bombard us with to get fear working instead of faith. Mm -hmm. And so this is exactly what we're talking about. It's to save, that word save is sozo. It means protection, it means deliverance, it means healing. If you need, if you need emotional healing, this is the way you get it. If you need uh, healing of your thought life, this is the way you get it. This is specifically dealing with deliverance of your mind, your will, and your emotions. But there's a but. You got to stop and pay attention. Okay, we got we got something here we got to deal with. But be you doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. This is a huge, huge issue. People have a tendency to focus on hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word, talking the word, talking the word. That's a good thing. You've got faith. Hey, that's the way faith works. You got to hear it, believe it, speak it. Okay? But. Eventually, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. And it says, I think it's interesting the way that the Holy Spirit through James said it here, deceiving your own selves. If you are not keeping the commandments, which is the love of God, if you're not doing the word, and incidentally, if you look that up, it's specifically the written word of God. If you're not doing the word, then you're deceiving yourselves. What does that mean? Well, that means that you think with all of your mind that you're doing the right thing. You are this, this, you've, you've, you may even have scripture for it. You're doing the right thing. You are deceiving yourself if you're not doing the word. Like if you're just, if you're hearing and listening and listening and hearing and you know, maybe talking to it with your neighbor or your, or even with your spouse or whatever, but you're not actually doing the word, then you think, you think completely convinced that you're operating in power. You're operating in love, you're operating in power, but you're deceived. You, you won't see the healings. You won't see the miracles. 
you won't see the prosperity in your life financially or in any other area. Prosperity is not, does, prosperity doesn't mean money. Prosperity just means you're doing well. And it, it can apply to every area of life. It can, it can apply to health. It can apply to finances. They just, to prosper in your health is to be healthy. To prosper in your finances is to have more than enough, not only for your own family, which the Lord wants to do very well, but also to give and to, as as um, uh, St. Corinthians says, to uh, be able to be abound able to, to abound to every, every good, good work. work. That is prospering financially. Okay, so don't get hung up on prosperity. It's, it just applies to different areas. So, but if you think you're operating in the power to cast down those thoughts and those imaginations, you thought I was out of, out of the ballpark, weren't you? If you think that reading the word and even confessing the word is going to cast those imaginations down and bring those thoughts into captivity, then you're deceiving yourself because you're not actually keeping the commandments. You're not doing the word of God. So there's no power there. There's no backing there. Because you look over here in, in uh, chapter 2, and we won't wait, read down through the whole, the whole illustration. But if you look in verse, verses 17, and this is another one of those instances where he says the same thing within just a few verses. It's that important. Chapter seven or verse 17 of James chapter 2 says, Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. It's, it's unfruitful. Now, if you look that up, particularly in the Weymouth translation of the New Testament, I really, really like the way he says it. He says, Faith without corresponding action, without doing the word, is dead. It, it, it won't produce the results that you're trying to get. And then down here in verse 26, he says the same thing. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works or corresponding action without doing the word is dead also. It, it won't produce what you're aiming, what your purpose for using it is. So if you're trying to use your faith and use the word to cast down those imaginations, but you're not doing the word, then you don't have the under the undergirding power to back it up. So what's a real life example of that? Well, so we know from the word that faith is activated when you believe it in your heart mm-hmm. and you speak it out your mouth. So this is Jap- this is this is uh, jumping ahead a little bit, but well, it'll but fit to... it'll fit in it'll fit in well here. Um, so we're talking about faith. Now we're going to be looking <laughs> at the armor of God. Well, one of the armor, matter of fact, the armor that's supposed to be above all is the shield of faith, wherewith you can quench every fiery dart of the enemy. Okay. Okay. So one of the fiery darts is the thoughts Mm -hmm. and the images. Okay. So you find the scripture, the word, that deals with the particular fiery dart that you're dealing with. So say, um, 
let's say you're dealing with, um, you, all of a sudden you've got thoughts that you're um, having, gonna have heart problems, you're gonna die of a heart attack or whatever. Okay. okay, so you're dealing with those fiery darts. So you go to the Word and you inquire of the Lord, what scriptures can, uh, what scriptures deal with this? Because there'll be scriptures that just come alive, kind of jump out at you, dealing with the heart. For example, Psalm 112, my heart is fixed, trusting, trusting in the Lord. Lord. My heart is established, I shall not be afraid. Okay, so you got one scripture there, just dealt with the fear, <laughs> dealt with the heart, and fixing the heart, and everything involved in the situation. Well then, if you know, or if the Lord reveals to you that part of the heart problem is because you're worrying all the time, okay, so now you go to the scripture that says, I cast all my care over onto him, for he cares for me. And you go to the scripture in Matthew, particularly in the Message Bible, I believe it is, <laughs> that says, hey, experience life with me. The it's light, it's easy, and it learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Um, anybody out there with arrhythmia? That's a heart rhythm issue. So I was, minister, I was uh, ministering to some people along these lines, and the Lord put this together to me. Now, if it doesn't resonate with you, then just stay before the Lord inquiring of him until he gives you something like this. But this is, this is the situation. He put this together for me like this in ministering to these people. He said, my heart, this is a confession, my heart is fixed. Trusting in you, my heart is firmly and strongly established. And my heart beats with the unforced rhythms of grace as I live lightly and freely for I have cast all of my cares over onto you and I live life with all things richly enjoying that you have given to me for that is your will for my life and I take it, I receive it. Jesus paid for the healing of my heart 2,000 years ago, and it cost him a dear price. But then, because he is love, he turned around and he gave it freely to me. And I have received it, I have taken it, and I walk in it in fullness and enjoying life in Jesus' name. Well, now, we just put about five, six, seven scriptures together, but there were certain scriptures that the Lord put together. And I did the word... Mm -hmm. because faith works by putting it in. Now, now I had to put it in your heart. You have to put it in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the Word of God brings the faith, brings the faith. You study on it. You meditate it. You meditate. It's Joshua 1 principle. You meditate it. You mm -hmm. murmur it. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times you're speaking it. actions with it. Well, I'm, I'm, get, I'm okay. getting there. I'm getting there. All right, all right. So you... You find the scripture that deals with the dart, then you meditate on it until faith comes alive in your heart and you actually believe it in your heart of love and forgiveness because that's part of the faith process in Mark 11 that we're going to get to here. <laughs> then you speak it out your mouth. 
for that's the way things are in Romans 10. You, you, with your heart you believe, with your mouth you speak unto salvation, into health. So then you speak it forth, and that's the, like the confession example that I gave you. Okay, so that's one part of doing the word. But the other part is, cast all your cares. Well, well did you? The, the Amplified says, once and for all. Okay, but you know that rat's going <laughs> to come back and try to reintroduce those things. Then you steadfastly resist, which is at the beginning of our weapons. Stand, therefore, withstand in the evil day. And so all of these things are tied together. And so that's what you're doing all of these things, all of these instructions that are contained in the word. You're, you're hearing, you're speaking, you're, that's doing the word. And then if, you, if you're married, go to your spouse and say, hey, I need to worry less. <laughs> if this is what I'm doing scripturally. How can you help me with that? And she or he, you know, the Holy Spirit is in them too. And they may be looking at things a little different perspective than you. And they may be able to offer some suggestions. Well, you know what? It'd probably help your stress life and, and, and your, your life be free of stress if you took an hour in the evenings and shut off the phone and put it over to the side and, and, and studied scriptures on joy and peace. Well, and just turning off Facebook with everybody's input yeah. is a good corresponding action. These are things that you can do in real life. Now, don't go anywhere because we'll be back here in just a minute. The Diamond in Your Household of Faith is a must-read for every man and woman, married or planning to be married. Dr. David Weider writes in great detail to help you understand the worth and value of one of God's greatest gifts. He takes complex biblical truths and makes them easy to understand for every reader. You'll learn not only how valuable, but also how strong the virtuous, prudent, and good wife is in the sight of God. It elevates the woman to a place of honor that her Heavenly Father intended. David Weider breaks through incorrect religious doctrine by allowing the Bible to interpret the Bible and bringing context to scripture references often void of it. It is only through this truth that we can truly be powerful and effective in our prayers and entire lives. Find out the secret to a healthy, amazing marriage in the diamond in your household of faith. Order your copy today at davidweeder.org. Hey, I wanted to talk a little, just a moment about that corresponding action. You know, if you're believing for health, uh, don't be surprised if you're in prayer one day and the Lord says, hey, why don't you walk a mile a day? Hey, hey, that's the word of the Lord. Do the word. Put the corresponding action with the faith for health and strap on those tennis shoes and get out there. Now, if you're believing for marriage or you're believing for, uh, even if you got a great marriage and you were believing for a better marriage, put some corresponding action to it. Get the book. <laughs> this book, hey, don't think you've read everything about marriage because this book may be a little different than what you've experienced before. We give some, some real life examples. We, we dig into exactly what the virtuous woman means because it may not mean anything like what you think it means. But uh, put some, that's what we mean by putting corresponding action to it. You know, if you're... If, Believing for finances? Hey. Asking God, what can I do? Where can I help? Bring in that revenue. Yeah. Look at the scriptures. And then if, so, if there's a, a person that's called and anointed to teach on biblical finances that just 
it catches your attention, that's not an accident. That's the Lord saying, hey, Paige, there's a guy, I got something I want you to learn here. Well, get the book, get the, the, the messages. Learn it and apply it. Learn it and apply it. Hear it and do it. <laughs> then you won't be deceived and you actually will be walking in the power. The power of love himself as he loves you and we love you and Jesus is Lord. Thank you partners and friends for helping make this broadcast possible. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380.